Repeat after me. I am a hydroponic plant. I am a hydroponic plant. I will go wherever the military tells me to go. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. All right, you are listening to Stationed with Stories. I'm your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get into it, let me just say that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. Now that we got that out of the way, hi, peeps. If you are joining for the first time, welcome. If you are a regular, welcome back. Let me get right into the book that I finished, y'all, in this last week. And as I said last week, I actually finished two books within a week, one that I had been working on for a long time and another that I read pretty quickly. So let me just get to that second book for you all. I read One Step Too Far by Lisa Gardner. And if you are a Lisa Gardner fan or have read some of her books, you know that she has a lot of series. That's her theme. These are mysteries slash crime novels. And this one is her latest book, I'm pretty sure. It just came out at the top of this year, 2022. And it was the second book of hers that I've read. Now, my mom and my sister and I have a little book club. Some of you all already know that. And we read one of her books. My sister chose it. And I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I'm not big into commercial fiction. I'm more of a literary fiction type of girl. But I did think it was pretty cool. And I don't read too much of the mystery slash crime stuff. And so after reading that book, I got a little bit more interested. And I thought, I should probably check into this genre a little bit more, right? So... I took some time out, read this book of hers, and actually the book that I read before, I guess it was the penultimate book because it had a little excerpt for this new book that was going to come out very soon, right? And so I read it, first five, 10 pages maybe, and or maybe it was the full first chapter, but the premise, let me get to the words that I have for this book, okay, before I get too far into it. My words for this book, intriguing dodgy, unconvincing. Okay. So like I was saying, the first chapter that she previewed in the book that I read previously, it was intriguing, really intriguing premise. In a nutshell for you all, it is about a woman protagonist, right? She goes out and she helps solve cold cases, especially for people who are marginalized, cases that have been cold for years. And she just really wants to help a family, a community get closure. So that's what she does. She also has a broken past. You can tell that from the very beginning, right? And so I thought, wow, I really want to read this book. Not just because of that. The whole cold case piece was interesting. But this particular book, I knew from that little excerpt, was going to be about a camping, I said camping slash hiking trip gone wrong for a groomsman party. So this is right before a wedding. The, the groom, right, he wants to go and have his little last hurrah. But instead of having a bachelor party with like, you know, the typical strippers or, you know, drinking in bars and all of that kind of stuff, he wants to do some hiking with his friends. In Wyoming, 
So that was fascinating within itself. I'm like, Wyoming, hiking, cold case. And he was a fantastic hiker. Short story is that he is the one who goes missing out of all of the friends, right? There's five of them. One guy goes missing for a short time. The groom goes out to find him in the middle of the night. They, the other three friends who are remaining, they end up finding the original friend who was missing, but they found no trace of the groom who went and tried to help this other guy, right? So that is a fascinating premise. I thought, okay, sign me up. I'll read it. And it's actually a pretty hot book, y'all, because I was on a wait list to get this book from the library. So for weeks, like weeks on a wait list, maybe it was even longer than that. Maybe it was months. But anyway, have been waiting to read this book, read it. And so intriguing premise, that's the first word, dodgy. Now, the characters, and when I say dodgy, I mean the characters. There are a number of characters in this book. They're all going on this expedition together. We have our protagonist who joins this eclectic group. And the characters are hard to put your finger on, right? And a lot of times in these books, you already know going in, something dodgy happened, right? <laughs> Some Something really sketchy happened and somebody was involved and you had to figure out what it was that happened and who did what and caused whatever, right? So this book is no different. And the characters were, they were slow to open up. And that was, I think there are two ways to look at it. It was a good and bad. So in good in a good way, you have a slow burn of like these characters opening up. In the negative way, though, I thought the protagonist to do her character development did more or less the same thing. Whereas even at the end of the book, I knew there's a backstory about dad. And that part I thought was developed well. I, I got it. I understood it by the end. But there's a another line of her past about a past lover and tragedy. And I just felt like I did not fully get that and that she wasn't as forthcoming as a protagonist as I would have wanted her to be. So it was a bit dodgy. I didn't really trust anyone. And you want to trust your protagonist at the very least. And I don't think she was meant to be, you know, someone who covered up and was trying to avoid us knowing as the reader what was going on in the background. But it it was just a little dodgy and surrounded by a lot of dodgy characters in the book. I just would have wanted my protagonist to be a lot more forthcoming and just clear. There's some stuff that just was not clear and it just felt like, is she hiding things from me? And obviously this is a writer who does a lot of series. So maybe she's just setting that up for some books to come. I don't know. Third word, unconvincing. So once again, enjoyed the premise. The characters were dodgy. So that was both interesting in a good way and maybe unsatisfying at the very end for my protagonist, but unconvincing. Now with these type of books, a lot of times there is a zinger at the end. Most of the times you don't know who did what and exactly what happened until the end. Sometimes you have, you know, people who start the book off with exactly what happened and you have to figure out whether anybody else will find out, right? You have those storylines too. 
this one, I was expecting a zinger at the end. And there is. There is a zinger. And I'm not going to give it away. Don't worry. However, I thought that at the end, there could have been something a little bit more convincing to explain what happened, right? What had happened was, like if I was to tell you what had happened was, I don't know if I can give you enough supporting evidence that would make it seem convincing that that was the big hurrah. The big hurrah was was not as much of a convincing singer. It was a zinger. It was like, wow, that's wild. But I just could not get behind it as being plausible. So it just was a bit unconvincing for me. But right, it was an interesting novel overall. Most, I think the biggest thing for it was the intriguing premise. And I would be willing to read another book if she decides to go a series route. I really do enjoy the cold case, solving cold case by this nomad type of woman who's, you know, broken in a lot of different places and trying to get away from demons in her past and just wants to do good and redeem herself. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that storyline. I think there is a lot of latitude, right, for her to go in a series like this and uncovering parts of the protagonist and having very plausible, very like, wow. I get it. I get that. Oh, wow. That's wow. That makes sense. Yeah, that satisfying ending. I I think there can be some more here. And in the book that I read of hers previously, I thought that ending was a lot more satisfying and plausible and convincing. So yeah, this book, it's one of those books where it was a quick read. It was fun and, and interesting. And if you are into that type of thing, pick it up. If you so choose. Once again, the book is One Step Too Far by Lisa Gardner. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day. Can I take your orders? Mm-hmm. Can I take your orders? Y'all, so I've been waiting for some orders for a home port shift that my husband's ship is going to do. So we've been knowing this for a long time. And if you are in the community, you know, orders, they are everything, right? They they have all of the information, everything. And the reason why you really want these orders is because the orders are going to dictate the next, what, year and a half to three years or, or more of your life. That's what the orders do. They tell you what's going to happen with your life. And so needing these orders and, you know, my husband's out to sea right now. We're Navy. And, you know, these orders is an imminent thing. It's happening in the order of months that I'm going to have to move. And so, you know, I was just so happy to see these orders, right? Because you know when to move because a lot of stuff is just hearsay. Y'all know it's just hearsay. They tell you, but you need that stuff in black and white. I have always been that way. And maybe that's why I'm a writer. Uh, Things in black and white. Come on now. (laughs) You need to know for sure. And so finally got the orders and my husband was able to send them to me and I'm reading them through because, you know, orders, if you're not in the Millspots community, you know, you need to know when you can ship things, when that process can start, cars, 
getting your cars from one place to the next, storage. If you're going abroad, you can store things back in the U.S. And so you need to know how that process works. This is this is what I've been waiting for, right? Overseas screenings. And just for those who are stateside and going abroad, y'all, the overseas screening situation, mm, that was a process within itself. Coming to Japan, a process and probably even more so in the age of COVID-19, right? The Lorona. So that, oh, all of that. And I'll tell you this, if you are new to Mill Spouse Life, and I am still quite new, right? I'm only two and counting years in the game. But let me tell you what you don't want to do. You don't want to not read all of the orders. No, read all, it was so cute. Oh, it's so cute. Now, my husband has been stationed abroad before. So he's like, yeah, I've done this before. I understand what to do. But not with a dependent, not with a spouse, okay? And so when when I got his orders when we were leaving San Diego to come out here to Japan, he was like, just read from this place on. These are the important parts for you, right? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, that's not it. Don't, Don't let them convince you. That this little part, read all the orders, y'all. If you're new to the, if you're new to Mill Spouse, read the orders, read the whole thing, look up the acronyms, you know, figure it out because you probably need to know everything. Actually, not probably, you do need to know everything on that thing, okay? And uh, it's it's just wild. So I'm reading through the orders like earlier today, and I'm like, okay, I got to do this, I have to do that. All these things are happening. I'm like, okay, that's the date that they're expecting us to be there by. Okay, good to know. And of course, things will flex and all of that because it's the military and nothing (laughs) will ever go exactly as planned. But I just thought, you know, it's so funny. The orders, taking those orders, reading all the orders, waiting for the orders. It's like a love-hate relationship, you know? And it was so, it it was funny. I was listening to a woman talk about some some kind of tool that she uses as uh, a sewist, as they call themselves, people who sew, right? And she was <laughs> talking about how she uses her seam ripper. And this is a tangent, y'all, just FYI. She was talking about the seam ripper. But anyway, the point is she talked about a Rihanna song, um, Hey How Much I Love You Boy. She said, "This is it's like a love-hate relationship. It's like, I hate how much I need you. She was quoting the lyrics. And that's that's how it is with the orders. I hate how much I need you, but I just, I just, I just need you. I need these orders in my life. And so it got me to thinking, y'all. Got me to thinking. What if other people awaited orders on their lives like meal spouses do? Mm-hmm. What if people... We're sitting around looking at the clocks, looking at the calendar, like, oh, I'm well, I'm gotta get these orders. Do we have orders yet? Do you have any orders? Did did they come through yet? Mm-hmm. They ha- okay, no, they haven't. That I just because it's funny, especially when I was, you know, applying for jobs and or fellowships and all that, everything is just based on what you wanna do. Is it not? Is it not? And obviously, right. I had a position where I didn't have any dependents, right? We're not talking about military. I didn't have any children, right? I didn't have elder care to worry about that kind of thing. And so for those who have different circumstances, obviously you have a lot more to consider, a lot less in terms of freedoms, 
right? But for me, me and pretty much everyone around me, it was like job interview. I'm going to go on these job interviews because I'm, I want a job in this field or I'm thinking about changing fields. Listen, orders, you got some orders. Th- these are your, this is your job. These are your orders. A job interview for what? This is the military. You th- th- More job interviews. This is your next job. This is where this is where you're going to be in terms of your career. Yes. Can I take your orders? Um next thing, change of scenery. You know it. You've heard people say, "Oh, I just want to change the scenery." I have so many friends who are moving to Dallas, Texas right now. It does not even make sense. Like people who were not from the south all ended up in Dallas, Texas for some reason, which for me is fantastic because I grew up in Arkansas. So I'm like, okay, when I go back home, I can make a little road trip and see my peoples from like high school and college. And that's fantastic. They all go into Dallas because they want to change the scenery. They want that kind of life. Uh Uh-uh, uh-uh. Can I take your orders? Will tell you that you will be in Mayport, Florida, right? That's where you're going to be. You're going to be in Newport, Rhode Island. You are going to be in Seattle, Washington. What about that? How do you, how do you feel about that? Yes, that's what life is like when you can take these orders, okay? Um, also, you love when people say that they're settling down, right? Oh, yes. Settling down, such a lovely concept. Oh, Americans, settling down. That's just so nice. They're just going to settle down in one place. Mm-hmm. Can I take these orders? Because these orders are telling you, say it with me now. I am not going to put down roots anywhere. Oh no, putting down roots in the ground? Oh, that's that's not what we do here. When you're about to take these orders, can I take your orders? Repeat after me. I am a hydroponic plant. I am a hydroponic plant. I will go wherever the military tells me to go. I will go wherever the military tells me to go. And I will put my little roots in the water and let the military fertilize that water and grow where I have now been replanted. Mm -hmm, You get the picture, right? (laughs) But really, y'all know what I'm talking about. If you're a middle spouse, you get it. Can I take these, these orders? The orders give you all of that, right? It's the job, it's the scenery, and it's where you're gonna settle at that moment, okay? Anyway, that just it's just fun. I, I have the orders and, you know, now we can move forward from there. Now, moving on to the last portion of the podcast, y'all. I have for you all today a flash fiction piece that is called Life at 522 on a Friday night. Yes, that's the full title. The horseradish. Dang it. I knew I forgot something. With a baby crying in the store, just wailing. I couldn't think straight. How could anyone? I got the dill weed and the whole peppercorns to crack over the top of the salmon filet, but I forgot the horseradish. Evie sniffling in the playpen now. Mom should be here any minute. Praise God. I don't know how anyone has kids these days. Any days. I just need some time away. 
Ginger? Will that work? There's a bottle of Dijon mustard in the fridge, but the color would ruin my creamy white sauce. Sounds Italian, but can't call it horseradish dill sauce anymore now, can I? Boom, boom, boom. That noise is going to send Evie into a crying fit. There she goes. Must be mom rapping at the door. Please let it be her. I'll just pull out the ginger. No one will give the spicy zing to the dish that I need. Yes. I'll put together the other ingredients really quickly. First goes the sour cream, then the squeeze of lemon juice, then the dill weed. Boom, boom, boom. I'm coming, I'm coming. I shout, trying to outmatch the wails coming from Evie in the other room. I give the mix a quick stir before wiping my hands on my apron. It's at this moment that I realize I'm shaking and my head is throbbing. No, no, no. This cannot, will not happen right now. I haven't seen Anna and Carl in ages. I probably have some other over-the-counter stuff, but Mom, she'll have the good stuff. (sighs) This isn't an Advil type of night. Not an Advil type of life. Mom, hey, thanks for watching her tonight. Hi, sweetie, she says, patting me on the arm briefly. And why is my little Evie crying? She continues, making a beeline for her playpen. I shrug. Not that she was looking for an answer anyway. So, Ginger for horseradish. That'll have to do. All right, y'all, that is it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Definitely check me out on social media. I have a YouTube page where I am sharing my life here in Japan, Station with Stories. Also find me on Instagram and Twitter, stationed underscore stories. And of course, wherever you are listening, Definitely leave a comment or a review. Give it all the stars on any app that you're listening to, the podcast. And I will be back with you next week at Station with Stories. I'm your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps.